Happy New Year, by the way. Like, if you've got, just come back from holidays or whatever, Happy New Year. And I, I love a new year because there's that freshness. It's like a new page. It, it's so good in that respect. And uh, Has anyone ever had a New Year's resolution? Few people. Really? Gosh, I thought like heaps of people. I, I've, I've had lots of New Year's resolutions over the years, but statistics say that around 85% of people, they make New Year's resolutions. Like here's the top ones that they're about, to lose weight, to get fit, to quit a bad habit like smoking or drinking. I actually did that myself like when I was 18, just smoking, not drinking. So, so just, but, but I remember that New Year's resolution, like to get out of debt, to spend more time with family and friends, to get organized and to change careers. So you may have at some time, and I've probably done almost every one of those myself, had a New Year's resolution. But do you know what happens with a New Year's resolution? I mean, this is what happened to me. Like, I've made plenty of them, but I find I start strong. I've got good intentions. I'm gonna make this happen. And um, like, if I'm still doing it in two weeks' time, I'm doing awesome. But I'm, but I'm normally not. And quite a few years ago, God spoke to me in this time of my New Year's resolutions and said, Teresa, instead of a resolution, you need to make, you need to hear revelation. I needed to get God's revelation, His plan that He had for me, His what he saw for me. And you know, revelation, it's, it's like God reveals to you what he wants in your life. That is good for you because he's got the best plan for you. But he, he reveals it. And the thing that's different about a revelation is when you get a revelation, it comes into your heart and it works on the inside out. It's not trying to work on the outside like a resolution is, oh, I'm gonna get fit. No, you get a revelation on the inside of your heart and it works its way out. So today, you know, next week, as Pastor John said, he's preaching next week, and it's our goal anointing service where your goals will get prayed over for and anointed with oil. So today, though, we're talking, I'm going to be talking about goals, about why you should have them, and about, you know, things that might help you to be able to get them as well. But today, I am expecting that you will hear from God that there will be revelation. So if you can just close your eyes, I'd love to pray. Thank you, Father. I thank you, Father, that you see each person here, you see each heart, even online, you see their hearts, Father. And I thank you that even now, you're stirring up your spirit on the inside of them, Father. You're gonna give them pictures that they can see for their life. You're gonna give them dreams. You're gonna give them words. You're gonna give them thoughts. You're gonna give them ideas. I thank you, Father, that today, their hearts will be open to hear your voice. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God is good. God is good. So, as I said, like Pastor John's talking about a rudder, so am I. Now you know what a rudder is. It steers a boat. It keeps it in direction. Now, there's a saying, right? A person without a goal is like a ship without a rudder. How about that? It's aimless. See, rudders, they steer the boat, but without it, a boat would just float around on the ocean, floating, floating, going nowhere, and eventually end up on the rocks. A person without a goal is the same. It just starts to aimlessly float around. And most of the time, you'll actually end up following whoever's around you. 
if you don't have your own goals. So in Proverbs 13, 16, it says, a wise man thinks ahead, a fool doesn't, and even brags about it. A wise man thinks ahead. If you were gonna travel somewhere that you've never been before without a map, oh, that's a bit tricky. Like if you wanted to go to Mullumbimby, do you, do you know, like who knows where Mullumbimby is? Oh, come on, we've got a few people who know where Mullen. You know, you, you guys might be okay, but if you've never been to Mullumbimby and you don't have a map, you don't even know which way to go, do you? You don't even have a clue. You need to find out where Mullumbimby is. But not only that, even if you looked it up on Google, the next thing that will happen is it will ask you, what is your location? So when you're setting goals, yes, we want to go to Mullumbimby. But you actually have to know where you are to start with. Like, for example, if, if you wanted to pray off your credit card debt, your personal loans or something, I've done this myself, I, I not only needed to know where I was going, I wanted to pay them off. That's my goal. I needed to know where I was starting from. I needed to know exactly how much my credit card debt was. I needed to know how much I had personal loans for. I needed to know the interest that was paid on it because I need to know where to start before I know where I'm going. So think about that as you're thinking about your goals. So focus, you see, what you are focused on right now is actually where you're heading. That's good news probably for a lot of people, like what you're focused on. I hope it's good news. But I know that when I taught my sons how to drive, uh, I learned a lot about focus. <laughs> like, yeah, like, oh my God. No, 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 actually they're they're pretty good, they're pretty good, but one, very confident, overconfident, so like constantly, like, oh, pulling the reins on that one, other one, not so confident, going 10Ks along the road, (laughs) you know, like I thought we're going to get a ticket for going too slow, but anyway, but I know that there's been times when I've gone, "Uh uh-oh, like over there, like watch out for that, but the minute I do that, Where do they look? Exactly where I've just said don't. See, that's what happens. Focus, I've changed their focus. Their focus was on the road, and now their focus is on what I've told them not to look at. So I had to learn, like, like keep their focus on the road. So that's what focus is about. And I think about even looking at these lights. This is what you call diffuse lights. It's scattered. It's not very powerful. It's just light. But focus light has power. A laser beam is light. It's a narrow beam of light. With a laser beam, it can cut steel. It can kill tumors. It can correct eyesight. That's what can happen when you have focus. That's the difference, when you have focus. I wanna live a laser life. I wanna be focused. I wanna know where I'm going. So, you know, live a laser life. In 1 Corinthians 9.26, it says, I do not run without a goal. I fight like a boxer who is hitting something, not just the air. Now, if you've ever done boxing, I haven't done boxing, but I've done uh, martial arts, like you might practice just hitting the air, but nothing's really happening till you actually hit something. There's just nothing like that. You gotta have somewhere to aim. You gotta have something to hit. You don't, and a goal does that. If you don't have a goal, you're just like waving your arms in the air. But if you've got a goal, you can hit it. So that's what that's about. I do not run without a goal. I fight like a boxer who is hitting something, not just the air. 
You want to be a boxer hitting something. So goals turn our attentions into action. So unless you seriously think about your own goals and how to reach them, our time, money and priorities will usually be determined by others. Think about that when you haven't had goals. I've thought about that. I've had, there's been times in my life where I haven't had any goals, and it's true. I've just followed whatever's going on at the time, and it's not great. But, but instead of letting things happen, goals help you to make things happen. Instead of living by default, God helps, helps you to live. Goals help you to live by design. And instead of living out of past experience, goal, goals help us to live out of our imagination. Yes, they do. Our imagination, instead of thinking of past failures or whatever, goals can help us to live out of our imagination. So there's lots of areas you can make goals in. It might be family, faith, fitness, friendship, finance, uh, fun. I, I always have a goal for fun because uh, otherwise, it's not that I forget to be, have fun, but I want to make sure I am having fun. I'm not doing this journey and not having any fun. Like, come on, like, have some fun. Uh, further education or fruitfulness. So how can you achieve your goals? And I'm just going to share a few things that have actually helped me over the years. I've, I've had a lot of successful goals and I've had a lot of uh, failed goals as well. But I've learned over the years that there's specific things that help me to stay focused. They help me to have that laser focus. So the first one is, is to speak it, is to speak the word of God over your goal. So if I could have the first photo, please. So you should write your goals out. It's not worth having them in your head. I used to have goals in my head, but they just fall out of my head. Like you, need, you need to have, have goals written down, write your goals down and read them out daily out loud. And what you do is you attach the Word of God to them. The, the green thing there in the middle are my last year's goals. That's them here. I'm still doing my this year's goals. And I've done that on purpose so you can't read them because I don't want you to know what my goals are, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you can see like there's circles there. Pastor John uh, encouraged us to read a book a few years ago called The Circle Maker. It's by Mark Batterham. And it uses circles in that book. It's great. But I've, I've taken that on because it's really helpful to me. So I've got like one of my circles is God, one is family, one is finances, one's fitness, the other one's fun. But what I've got, I might have a specific thing that I want in each area, but underneath that, I've got the scripture that I pray when I'm thinking about that goal, when I'm speaking that goal out. For example, in my God one, like I want... I want to grow always in my relationship with God. And one of my scriptures in that uh, uh, is Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prisons to those who are bound. When I pray that, I feel my relationship with God. I know that He sent me. So a couple of weeks ago, when my neighbour was walking past and she was crying, Immediately that came in like, God sent me to heal the brokenhearted. I'm going to go and see my neighbour. When I was at Woolies the other day, someone was having some trouble. Like, and, and I know it was just, they were getting stressed out about it. You know, God sent me to open doors and give freedom to people. So I'm there. He sent me. So I think about that. When I'm praying about my relationship with God, I'm praying 
that scripture. That's just one of them. Uh, so family, for example, when I'm praying for my family and my sons, but when, when I'm praying for my sons in particular, there's specific scriptures that just make me excited when I'm praying for them. Because I know that God's got a plan for them, a, a plan to prosper them and give them a hope in a future. I know that God is gonna increase them in wisdom and stature in the favour of God and man. I know that as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. So I'm, pr- I'm praying those scriptures over my family, over my family. Fitness, same sort of thing. Like with fitness one, I'll tell you my scripture for that, you know. It's in Philippians 4.13, you know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. <laughs> yeah, I know, but you know, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And the other one is greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. <laughs> so, because I need those scriptures, I'm like, come on. Like, yeah, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> but that's what, oh, that's what those goals are about. So I'm saying those scriptures, if I can have that, picture back up again, please. So on the outside of that purple, uh, you know, the, the parts on that, they're at the actual scriptures. So my scriptures are written on the inside of the circles, but I have them on the outside so that I can speak them until I've memorized them. I keep speaking them, memorized, speaking them, memorized, but they're right in front, they're right there. They are right there. So I just keep saying it over and over and over until it gets on the inside of me and I believe it. Yes, I do. So that's something that you can do. And actually over here are some of the prophetic words that have been spoken over me. I, I read my prophetic words and, oh, some of them are like, ooh, they make your hair curl. Oh, some of you got curly hair, but anyway, I don't. So <laughs> like they're, they're kind of scary, but I have them over there to remind me that it's not about my plans. It's about God's plans. Big plans. He's got big plans. He's got big plans for you. Yes, he does. Now, in uh, Jeremiah, in the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah, uh, it's Jeremiah 1.12, but just before that, Jeremiah, he's a prophet. So God has sent him to speak to his people, his word. But God comes and he touches Jeremiah's mouth. And he says to Jeremiah, I have put my word in your mouth. And then he asked Jeremiah, what do you see, Jeremiah? And Jeremiah says, I see a branch of an almond tree. And then God says to him, the Lord said to me, you have seen well, and I am watching over my word to perform it. God put the word in his mouth. Jeremiah said what he saw. God says, I am watching over my word to perform it. When you start speaking the word of God over your goals, God's watching over that. He, I, I actually picture this sometimes. I'm saying those scriptures. I'm, you know, praying for fitness or, you know, whatever, family. <laughs> but I'm praying. But I, I, I feel like I see God. Like He's watching. Like, yeah, I'm watching over my word because I'm going to perform it. I'm watching over my word because I'm going to bring the right people around you. I'm watching over my word because I'm going to open doors for you in that area. I'm watching over my word because I'm going to perform it. God's word. He watches over it. It's not... Your word, it's not your neighbor's word, it's not who's sitting next to you's word, it's not your parents' word, it's, it's God's word. So get the word of God and attach them to your goals because it's so exciting. I get excited just talking about that. I'm very excited about that. So say them over again because when you get God's word on the inside of you, it's like a heart transformation, not a behavior, mo- behavior modification like Joan, 
Joan Dyson right there. Joan, you've just had your 70th birthday. Congratulations. What? That's so cool. You know, now, now just say Joan, uh, she's driving along and she's texting on her phone. Oh, this is hot. I said, just say, oh, this is hypothetical, right? Just uh, hypothetically, I had to pick someone that I knew didn't do it because I bet you I could pick, you know, you know anyway. <laughs> so, so Joan, Joan is out there. She's, she's, she's texting on her phone while she's driving. Yes, she is. And she's going along Kiwana Way. Then she sees a police car coming towards her. What does Joan do? Throws that phone in the passenger seat. Yeah, she does like, get rid of that phone, get rid of the phone. And then as soon as the police car, you know, she drives along like a little angel, like past the police car, you, I'm an angel. And then police car's gone, reaches over, picks that phone up again, starts texting. That's what you call behavior modification. See, there's no change in her heart. The change is because of something else that happened around her. It's because of the circumstances, because of the, she saw the police car. That's behavior modification. But when you get the Word of God in your heart, in your mouth, it transforms your heart. It changes you, not just temporarily, it changes you forever, forever. So speak it, speak those words, uh, speak scripture over your goals, speak the Word of God over your life. And you might be thinking, oh, you know, I don't know what scripture, like, honestly, it's so easy to find a scripture. If you wanted to clear debt, I used to have one scripture. That's what I mean, keep it simple. You don't need to go overboard. Like, keep it simple. Just start. Just do it. So for, for debt, and I said this one scripture for years until I paid my debt off, I said this one scripture is, owe no man anything except to love one another. That was it. So what that did for me, whenever I went to uh, out shopping, I think, oh, that's so nice. Like, boom, there it was. Owe no man anything except to love one another. And then when I see like these awesome holidays that everybody else is having and I'm not, you know, and I want to go on holiday, you know, and I'm thinking like, I'm going, I'm going, boom. Oh, no man, anything except to love one another. See, it doesn't have to be hard. It's simple, simple. Find one scripture, attach it to your goal. Like that was my first point, that one thing. (laughs) Okay, speak it. But it's a good one, right? Speak it. Second one is see it to visualize, have a compelling vision because a compelling vision pulls you into it. It pulls you into it. Like you can't, you you get drawn towards it. Whereas, you know, willpower will only take you so far. It will. I used to have like willpower to go to the gym or something like that with my New Year's resolutions. That's why it didn't last that long. But but that's what I mean, compelling vision. That's what you need, visualize it. Uh, You might've heard of Helen Keller. She was born in 1880. She was born normal, but she lost her sight and hearing at 19 months old. Sight and hearing. But it's a miraculous story. I I read this book years ago. I just love it. But she was the first deaf and blind person to earn a bachelor degree. She became an author, a lecturer, and a crusader for the disabled. So one of her quotes was, the only thing worse than being blind is having sight, but no vision. Have vision, have sight. In the Bible, it says in Proverbs 29, 18, where there is no vision, 
the people perish. Have vision. Be able to see things. I think of uh, times when we've done a jigsaw puzzle and, you know, it's in a box and you empty the box and you throw it out on the table and there's all these, all these pieces on there. I mean, what do you do first? Apart from getting all the edges, I know, I know how to do the jigsaw puzzle. But what do you do? You look at the picture. That's right, because you need to have a vision of what it's meant to look like. Otherwise, it's going to take you a long time to do that puzzle. But when you have the picture in front of you, then you can get the edges and think, oh, that edge is on this side. Oh, that edge is on that side. And then, but you work because you can see the picture. That's right. So, you know, God's given us amazing imagination. And visions and dreams, they're actually the language of the Holy Spirit. So God, He created us with an imagination. So sometimes I'll see things and I think like, wow, that's so good. Sometimes in prayer, I'll see things and think like, wow, that's so cool. But doesn't matter whether God gave it to me or I've seen it and think like, wow, I'm pretty sure that's for me. I'm gonna like write that down. I'm gonna put that, I'm gonna make that a goal. I'm gonna add a scripture to it. So if I can have uh, the first picture, I'm just gonna show you, we can imagine what it looks like to have answered prayer. So when you're praying for something, the word, the word of God says, you know, call those things that are, are not as though they were. We can call those things. We can see them. We can see them already in, in being. So this is part of my dream board that I had. And on there, these are just some of the places that I wanted to go to. So in 2018, uh, like you can see pictures of like Times Square in New York and the Statue of Liberty. I went to New York. And, and it was amazing. It was amazing. And then 2019, though, I'm thinking, I want to go to Cappadocia. I, I said Cappadocia, but it's actually pronounced Cappadocia, now that I've learned that. So, so there, though, I, I, saw, and I saw that picture of the balloon. And I thought, I'd love to do that. That looks awesome. I'm going to get that picture. I'm going to slap that on my uh, dream board with a bit of paste and cut it out or whatever, and then I put it on there, and I would, as I'm praying, and I'm looking at my goals, I'm thinking, in 2019, I'm thinking, this year's the year. But, you know, we can have goals, but we've got to do things practically as well. We can pray about it, yes, we can attach the Word of God, but we've actually got to do something as well. So I thought, well, what do I need to do to go to Turkey? I mean, Turkey's a long way. I thought, well, while I'm there, because I've got photos of Israel, I might as well go there too, right? Yeah, because it's close, you know, it's just a hop, skip, and a jump. So I think, oh, what do I need to do? I, number one, I need to get a decent holiday time-wise. So I've, I've got to get my holidays approved. I've got to work out how much this is going to cost me. Where do I actually really want to go? Because all I've been looking at is those balloons. So I'm thinking, I mean, I don't even know what's in Turkey. I didn't even know how big Turkey was or anything like that. But I start looking and getting excited. I see these mineral pools in Pamakali. I was thinking it was Pamakale because it's K-A-L. Ali at the end, but it's actually Pamakali, you know, I'm experienced these days. So I, I see that, and then, then I'll get a picture of that on the inside of me, and I'm thinking like, oh, Istanbul, 20 million people there. Hustle and bustle, I'm liking the sounds of that. So I'm getting excited about turkey, food, kebabs, like, come on. And then, so I start, but it, it gets on the inside of me. The more that gets on the inside of me, the more I want to go. I find out, I get a travel agent, find out how much flights are. I find out that there's a tour that's the best of Turkey that goes around most areas of Turkey. I think, I want to do that. But all these things, you've got to actually do something as well. I'm still praying. I'm still praying the Word of God. But I'm actually 
putting some of my own thing in there. You've got to do something. You've got to put some skin in the game. Yes, you do. So anyway, I want to show you this video. Thank you. take that down now. You can take that down. They're teasing me because I'm like, what? And then the American guy next to me, Scott, he's going like, what? <laughs> and they're all cracking up laughing. There's 20 of us in this balloon. They're like, what? And then he goes to me, do you know what? That was the most perfect thing that you could say right now. But you can see I'm a little bit excited. I'm a little bit excited. Like the balloon ride was awesome, but I'm excited because I know what it took to get there. Do you know what I mean? Goals, they're a journey. They're not a destination. You work your way there. And, and, and just the, you know, the prayer that went into it, the money that went into it, God went into it. So that's why I'm excited. It's not just that. And I got to go to do so many things that I never thought that I would do. I had a night on a boat on the Mediterranean. I went to the Dead Sea. I went to so many different places and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It was a blessing. But it all started from one photo on my dream board. So that actual dream board is in my bathroom. I keep it in there because it's the first thing that I want to see in the morning. It's got pictures of my family, like that was only part of it. It's got pictures of my family. It's got inspiration like on it. Like if, actually, can I have uh, the fourth photo, please? So it's got inspiration. Like I look at those words, because words, even though it's a picture, those words, when I'm praying for my goals, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. I'm praying that. I know that. It gives me strength for my goals. I'm thinking like, don't be discouraged. Yeah, it didn't happen yet, but don't be discouraged. Don't be afraid because the Lord, my God, is with me wherever I go. It just inspires me, like be kind. I want to remember to be kind to my sons. <laughs> no, I want to be kind to everyone. But, but, I, <laughs> but I put, I put all, you know, just words that just fire me up, like those on the same mission as you. I want to be around people on the same mission. I want to get inspired by them. So, you know, alignment before assignment. I, I know I need to be aligned with uh, Pastor John and Danielle, and, and I need to be aligned with our church. I need to be aligned with God. So I see that and I think, like, am I aligned today? I'm not always. <laughs> no, not really. No, no, no. But, I, but that's why it's there, because I need it there, right? I need to make sure I stay aligned with what is going on. Like, but the Lord is with me like a mighty warrior. Whenever I am uh, feeling like, oh, this is just so not happening. This is not going my way. Like, you know, I feel that, like, whatever it is. But I think to myself, but the Lord, He's with me like a mighty warrior. He fights on my behalf. He's with me. He's got my back. He's got my side. He's with me. So it's just things that inspire me. Put things that inspire you. You know, and it doesn't have to be that. You can take that down. Do what you can do. If it's getting a photo, putting it on the fridge. I mean, I've done that. I, ha I wanted to sell a house. I got a picture of the house from the front, and then I just got wrote over the top of it, sold. So every time I went past that fridge, I'm thinking, that house is sold in Jesus' name. That house is sold. It doesn't have to be hard. 
It does not have to be hard. And the last thing is just to do something today. Do it today. If you want to get fit or you want to be healthy and you want to change your eating habits, go home today. Clean out those potato chips. Give them to the neighbor's kids. They will eat them. Whatever it is, if you want to get fit, what is it? What's going to help you that you're going to have fun? You're going to have fun as well. Is it signing up to play tennis or squash or whatever? Whatever it is. But do it today. I fell off the wagon on one of my goals last year. Yeah, I fell off the wagon, not in drinking. <laughs> just saying, I'll just make that clear. Uh, like with my fitness program, that's right, because I went on that holiday, come back lazy as. I just too, too holidayed, too holidayed up. So uh, yeah, my fitness goal went out the window. And then just before the end of the year, I'm, I'm watching a Craig Rochelle podcast about four forms of energy. He talks about physical energy. I got so inspired by that. I felt God giving me a nudge like, hey, what about your goals there? So I watched it at 5 a.m. I was at the gym at 6 a.m. that day because I believe that, because I know what I'm like. I got to do it now. If I don't do it now, the longer I leave it, I end up doing nothing. So today, I'm challenging you today. Do something today that's going to help you with your goals. Get a picture of a car. Go and have a test drive. Sit inside it. Smell it. The more real it becomes to you, the more quicker it'll become a reality. So do something today. If you want to grow in leadership today, register for Leaders Big Day Out. If, you haven't, if you're not going to youth and you want your kids to go there or you're a youth in here, register for youth camp today. Do it today. Whatever it is, that's your goal. Let's do that. So uh, speak it, see it, and do it. Do it today, though. God watches over his word to perform it. You know, it's a defining, you, like you could be making a defining decision today that could change the rest of your life. And it's in those defining moments. They are. You don't even know when you're actually making it. About 17 years ago, I had a defining moment. I had that defining moment, but I'm going to talk a little bit about that. But, you know, before I do that, I just want to pray for you. Like, just close your eyes. I want to pray that God has stirred up your spirit, that you've started to see things. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Father, for your spirit. I thank you, Lord, that you've stirred people up. I thank you, Lord, that you've given them pictures. I thank you, Lord, that you've given them hope for their future. I thank you, Lord, that you've spoken to them, Father. I thank you, Lord, you've even given them scriptures to put with their goals. I thank you, Father, that today as they step out and they do something, Father, that you would bless it. And I thank you that as they prepare all their goals during this week, that next week you're on them. I thank you, Lord, that you do watch over your word to perform it. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Oh, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for you guys. But one of those defining moments that I talked about, defining moments that I talked about, was when I actually gave my heart to God. I hadn't always known him, and uh, a friend of mine was in Brisbane. She started going to church and changed radically. She looked different. She treated her kids different. She took them out of uh, school and put them in a different school. So many things. It was just crazy. I'm thinking, is she nuts? But she encouraged me to go along and see for myself. Came to church, and from the moment I walked in, I knew that there was something different going on in this place, that there was something that people had that I didn't have and like I'd always known that there was something missing in my life and it became clearer to me as the time was going on at the end 
of the service, uh, a person offered an opportunity. The person who was speaking offered an opportunity to invite Jesus into my life. He talked about a God that loved me, accepted me, approved of me, had a plan for me, and wanted to give me a fresh start. I thought, wow, that sounds really good. But, you know, what do I have to do? He said, you know, it's, you're just a prayer away. And I'm telling you, you're just a prayer away. You're just one prayer away. It's a simple prayer. Like, I, uh, he asked if we would respond if we wanted to give our hearts to Christ by raising our hand. So I raised my hand and I said that prayer. When he prayed for me, I just felt the peace was so crazy peace. Peace I'd never, ever felt before. I still can't even explain it. Undescribable peace. And from that day forward, my life began to change. It's been a journey. It has. But it's like God, His Spirit, it, it came and lived on the inside of me and started to change me, take burdens off me, give me freedom. The Bible talks about Jesus came so that we might have life in abundance to the full and overflowing. And I didn't have a life like that at the time. But when I started following Him, He's done that in my life. He's given me purpose. He's given me hope. So, so good. I, I love that. And today, I want to give you that opportunity. You might be here today and you've never had a relationship with God. I'm going to give you an opportunity soon to have one, by just by saying a prayer from your seat. So very soon, I'm going to ask you to respond by raising your hand. Or you could have followed God at one time, but you think, oh, you know, like I know today it's time to reconnect to Him. Or you might be here and you've been coming along for a little while, but you, you know that you have not given your heart 100% to God and you want to ensure that you're going to heaven. So if I could ask you just to close your eyes at this time because this is a decision between you and God. If you're here today, never had a relationship with God but want one, want to reconnect to Him, or you know that you want to be 100% certain that you're going to heaven, right now I just want you to raise your hand and then we can say a prayer together. Who is there today that wants to have a relationship with God? I can feel the beatings of hearts. I can feel your heart beating. And it's crazy. You might have sweaty palms. You might be even feeling a little bit teary. God's speaking to you. He loves you. He approves of you. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter how bad you think your past is. Past is. God can give you a fresh start. Who was there today? Every Christian is praying. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, that you're touching hearts. Thank you, I see your hand down the front. Who was there today? Who was there today that wants to make that commitment to God? If you're watching online, if that's you, you can raise your hand. Right then, we're going to pray together soon. Who else is there that wants to have a relationship with God? I don't want you to miss this opportunity. He's a good God. He comes. He brings your spirit to life. Brings those dead things back to life. Change your life forever. I'm just looking quickly to the left. In the center. And over to the right. 
Okay, we're going to say the prayer now. We're all going to say it together, and if you can just repeat after me, same with the online. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today, and I invite you into my life. Thank you that you love me, that you died on a cross for me and my sin. I'm sorry. Forgive me. I renounce the devil and all his ways. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Show me how to live. I thank you that today I am forgiven. I am set free and I'm going to heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you for those that responded, Lord. I just pray, Father, that you be with them, that you touch them, that you pour out your spirit upon them. In Jesus' name mighty name. Come on, let's give him a hand. God, he watches over his word to perform it. Like, thank you. Like, Josh, I hand it back to you.